Motherfucker, you have a responsibility to speak recklessly. People. Otherwise, my kids may never know what reckless talk sounds like. People like the joys of being wrong. I didn't come here to be right. Just came here to fuck around. People like gays. That's fucking outstanding. What's up, what's up? And welcome to episode 72 of People Like Games. I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And you are, as per usual, tuned in to the best damn podcast in the gaming industry. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Pew, pew, let's go. Before we jump off and get into things, I must ask Lilo, what you been playing lately? Dude. This past weekend, 1A Trace's bachelor party. Sounds like we're doing it again. Oh, man. (laughs) Deja vu. Yeah, shout out to everybody who went there. Shout out to everybody who couldn't make it. I'll miss you. I'll miss you, 1A Trace. I had a much more tender and heartfelt uh, shout out to you, the first version of this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At least they know. As long as you know. I already spoke with 1A Trace, but... I don't even know if one Andreas listens to this shit, to be frank with you. <laughs> oh, he does. Oh, he does. He knows. But anyway, we played some drinking games, and I played a game of my life where I jumped out of a plane, but I made it. I'm obviously here, recording, excited. What about you, Solo? What you been playing? I am still playing Rabbids uh, and Mario Rabbids as I punt on a decision on what game to play next, because... I don't know what to play next, because I've run out of things to play. I might get Cuphead on Switch, just because... Or I might just finish it on Xbox. Who knows? I don't. And with that, (laughs) that's right. It's time for the plug walk. And we are going to start off first instead of with any uh, socials with a little announcement that we got got? the good old folks have decided 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 maybe even to host another event this time it is going to be a community gaming event instead of a tournament per se and so without much further rambling uh, I want to say that we are going to be presenting a soiree do gaming on may 3rd that's friday 6 p.m in huntington new york mm-hmm. it's gonna be at Launchpad. it is going to be a whole bunch of things including uh you know rocket league fifa smash there'll be board games there'll be a trivia contest there'll be food there'll be drinks there'll be merriment there'll be a whole lot of shit and you have joy to be had let's go seriously the Epic. tickets are on eventbrite Legendary. they are five dollars the tickets are I available online or at the door as well and for more information on some of that and more about us at people like games is a twitter at lilo plg to find lilo at bezos plg to find bezos and at people like games again to find me because i don't have my own twitter but there we go exactly so just you know at me there and then mention me and then i'll respond personally and if not then you can potentially try to find me over on our instagram which now i remember to plug up up top at people like games surprise is the handle 
Uh, <laughs> um, wow, it's amazing. I know we're very original. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also have our Reddit, which is our backslash. People like games, just keeping it, you know, in line with unique names all along. (laughs) Um, And same thing with the uh, moderator's names is fine. We're all good. As to this show, facts. As to this show, you can find it uh, at the usual suspects, I suppose. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. I guess Anchor Banker is just Spotify now. And basically everywhere else, except Tidal, which we'll get to eventually. And soon to be YouTube, and I feel like I'm missing something, but too late. You hit them all. You're listening. Now, You're listening to it. Over to Lilo for a little bit of the quick scope. Just kidding. No, it's the table of contents. I'm doing the talk, baby. Hey. Uh, I jumped the gun, got excited. But realistically, this is a Le Fun cast. We're not really doing too much in this podcast. We want to keep it light, keep it simple, keep it easy to understand. And without further ado, we got Quick Scope coming up. Quick Scope is where we give you the summation of what happened this past week of the fourth in the gaming industry. And so we'll be covering the topics that we think are most important for you to hear. Some things that we like, some things we didn't like. And uh, yeah, give you that. And then follow that up with just a little ramble of a solo and little nature. I actually have a few prompts, then we'll get through out at solo and we're gonna see where the conversation takes us we're keeping it short like i said so we got a 30 minute time limit so we might not even get to the end of that portion and we might even just cover the articles we we may not and that's that's the best part so now you know table of contents is 30 minute up plus the intro on your mark get set solo and i want to take it down a notch slightly uh, because uh, if you are not aware or if you're not a fan of hip-hop, uh, over the past week, the businessman, entrepreneur, and rapper Nipsey Hussle uh, was shot and killed in front of his store uh, in California. Extremely upsetting. Uh, he was uh, a, a figure uh, who I myself had sort of... Uh, began to look up to in terms of his knowledge and the way he gave back to the community and not only with words, but with his money, you know, invested back in the community in terms of starting businesses and buying properties, et cetera. And so uh, it's a great loss. And so, uh, you know, his, his, his brand was called the marathon. And so uh, as would be his wishes uh, instead of, you know, uh, or even as he said, instead of sitting and, and sort of uh, sulking, you know, the marathon continues. And so the best thing we can do is sort of honor him and uh, pick up the baton and be sure to, you know, do our best to help our local communities. And, um, you know, our prayers to his uh, family as well. And um, now, Lilo, uh, let's, uh, let's get... Uh, let's get started. So you know, let's not let's not keep it too dour, but let's uh, let's get into things in the spe- right. in an episode in remembrance of Nips. Go check out episode Victory Lab and his whole catalog uh, because he owns all his masters. All the money goes to his family. So check it out. Uh, well, we'll get it. with 
the start of the quick scope, I usually leave the the downer, the sad stuff sort of to solo. Unfortunately, the topic of choice that I found, I was not expecting to be in the same vein. However, it kind of is a good segue. First story I want to cover is the state of mental health, okay? And this is in video games. I know I covered it a while back on the show. You may have remembered I covered, uh, what is it, Knights of Sonona, I believe is the game, where are, yeah, actually, along those lines. Anyway, let me just clarify. April showers bring May flowers, all right? And May is the month of mental awareness, right? Mental health awareness. So to give you a little preview of what's going on in the gaming industry, I wanted to show showcase that, you know, mental health is important. It's a struggle, apparently, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, one in five American adults deal with a mental illness on a daily basis. And it's important to understand it's a real problem in America, around the world, and that video game is actually trying to address it. I thought that was pretty cool. So, <clears throat> along the lines of violence and you know suicide and all those things, like these are real things that people struggle with in every day of their lives, and video games are doing their best to address these and help people navigate their pain, and hopefully, you know, find a way to resolve their issues. With that being said, I want to talk about a few organizations that were developed to promote mental health in video games, and this is pretty cool. Um, certain developers in the industry are developing games explicitly to promote better mental health. Um, one in particular called Orpheus Self-Care Entertainment is a startup that was founded last year, 2018. It's publishing virtual reality games in which players are going to practice mindfulness and meditation through activities like dancing. In one game, players move their bodies in the virtual reality world and they change shapes and patterns and they try to match what's going on around them. It's essentially to take people outside of their own heads and be more empathetic and experience. Honestly, meditation is amazing if you haven't done it yourself. YouTube, anything. It's just taking literally five minutes to yourself, breathing in and out and thinking about nothing but your breath. It really does still the mind, calms you down. It's nice. Another organization called I Thrive Games Foundation is a nonprofit that aims to improve mental health in teenagers through different games and education they're developing. It's working on a new mobile game for teenagers who suffer from anxiety, and the nonprofit is experimenting with all these different game styles from role playing, choose your own adventure. It hopes to test several of its games in 2020, so they're all undergoing development. Uh, I wanted to show you that at the end of the day, again, mental health is being addressed in the gaming industry. There are several games that have been out or that have been addressing it and have been for a while now, actually, really. But um, really, video games as a medium can be therapeutic to anybody, no matter what game you play. Although some are designed to address certain mental health conditions. A lot of them are just therapeutic. I know I, I turn to it myself because it eases my stress. Some games are stressful. Yes, you play anything like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, or now Sekiro, Shadow Dice twice. You're gonna be stressed. That's a game that's designed to make you stressed and frustrated. However, the act of playing the game can be therapeutic and it's very, very cool. It's nice to see people touching on that and it's important. It's important to take your mental health seriously. Seriously, like take a, take a day for yourself. I think it's important. Now, hopefully to bring your spirits back up, we're moving on to Solo. Because we got more games coming out that should be fun for people to play. What you got? Treat Yourself is Treat the yourself. main uh, narrative of that. Uh, and I do. I do from time to time. 
Anywho, we have now a little bit of obviously sometimes when we get to a story that has been out sort of presenting it as new information seems sort of pointless because it, it's sort of considering the, the, the listener dump. So I'm not going to do that. You've heard, obviously, Borderlands 3 was teased and then announced in pretty quick succession. Yeah. Um, it's curious because I feel like uh, they were better off just waiting until the summer. I, I don't know why they would announce that sort of uh, what seemed a lot of urgency all the way in March or April, rather. Uh, what they could have done in June and then the turnover would have been quick uh, but regardless as Apex showed uh, if you have a good enough product and you could release it on a short timeline and people will come to it but regardless if uh, it is good they will come yep build it and they will come but regardless um, that wasn't even the biggest story to come from the fact that Borderlands 3 is coming out now it was actually that uh a subsequent announcement that sort of got people a little worked up and that was uh, <clears throat> the fact that Borderlands 3 will be a six month Epic Game Store exclusive and like uh, a little you know I guess controversy because that could have been the phrase for that occurred before it with Metro Exodus as well uh, it seems that Steam users will have to wait until April 2020 it pretty much shows that uh, <clears throat> the 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 gaming marketplace has stranglehold. Steam has is officially dead. Uh, that's that's a major showcasing of this because this is a huge. This game is going to be huge, uh, and to see Steam users have to wait guns. six months, whereas exactly. Steam used to be the primary means of which it could be downloaded. Mm-hmm. That's a big fu, but simultaneously, Steam sort of deserves it because they were not very, uh, I guess, develop or publisher friendly or developer friendly. As developer friendly, I wouldn't say, but they were not very publisher friendly in terms of what they would do for you. And now with the increase in games, you're better off uh, as a major uh, title like. Borderlands to go to something like Epic Stores because the cut will be that much higher even if the sales are slightly lower. Yeah. I don't think the sales will be lower. They're not going to be lower at all. But even speculatively uh, or hypothetically had they been lower. And so it's just pretty cool. I I think, uh, you know, competition's good. Compiled with what we mentioned last week uh, with Discord sort of bowing out of the the marketplace (laughs) of the gaming marketplace whereas they had initially tried to I know they rolled it out beta but uh, to get knocked out it looks like it's going to be epic it's going to be the epic store as the official next one the only question is can anyone else compete with what the epic game store offers more or less epic is dominating right now on all fronts all fronts considered they have made some mistakes but they are definitely. And be aware, dominating. we're not even mentioning Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, right? they're just making good moves and, and making very smart moves. I would love to get the leadership of there on here someday but, and ask questions right. about how these uh, decisions sort of evolve. But anyway, 
Uh, that is, uh, you know, an interesting development. I'm excited. I sort of want to replay the first two. Um, maybe we will, uh, as we, uh, maybe we'll even stream it, which, surprise, we are going to be introducing with the yeah, same dude. speed that I'm getting a Twitter account. Hey, pause. No, just kidding. <laughs> we're we're going to get it soon. We have faith. Anyone knows what he's talking about. But he, now. He's going to do it. Lilo, what else we got on what else we got on the plate? Well, uh, awesome, awesome author by the name of Jason Schreier. Uh, you might recognize him from our PLG book review number Vuno, numero uno. Books, books, uh, books. Blood, sweat, and pixels has released an article on Kotaku.net that I'm essentially going to summarize for you, but it essentially details all of the reasons why Anthem has failed. And I say Anthem has failed because Anthem objectively is a shitty game and there are very bad reviews. People do play it. It's beautiful. I'll give them that. However, the clunkiness and the nature of the game itself has led people to be declaring it uh, pretty much a semi-failure for Bioware in general and Bioware and EA. But what does Jason do in this article? He actually takes interviews from 19 different developers and consolidates them and distills them down into all this information. Some of the highlights include Anthem is the game you get from a studio that is at war with itself. So that's fun. That's exciting. This is what you're hearing. Um, These developers were all discussing about what they believe went wrong with the process. And there's some anecdotes that you just get spotted here and there. So I would say a lot of these things you might have heard with any game development. There's lengthy crunches. There's a lot of indecision down the line. They put over two years of effort into certain game mechanics only to have them be removed later when a higher up did disapproved of that situation. So that was exciting. Um, they utilized the Frostbite engine, which we know Bioware is good for. However, by as a result, it made the development process slower than they were expecting, which delayed their timeline and actually ultimately cut features from the game from for them because of the schedule uh schedule constrictions that they had essentially schedule deadlines really is what i'm trying to say but there's a lot going on here um i would say one of the funny things that i'm getting out of all these developers notes is that there's a lot of ineffectual leadership and that takes into account essentially all of these developers had to sit in long meetings developing or rather pitching ideas for the game and the path that Anthem should take only to have no one at the end of these hour long meetings create a path forward. There's no decision being made. And this happened for well over a year or two on some decisions. And that's what developers are saying. To summarize at the end, this this little snippet of news about the game itself tells you the state of certain games in the gaming industry and how a studio that's not on the same page can really F something up. Anthem apparently was not even supposed to be called Anthem. Days before they announced it in June of 2017, aka at E3, when Bioware was supposed to reveal the latest game, they had planned to go with a different title and this was going to be called Beyond. They'd had t-shirt printed already for the actual game. Then less than a week before the actual event, (laughs) it was announced by Bioware's parent company, EA, that they thought Beyond was too hard to secure the rights to, if you're talking about trademark rights. And so they went with their backup plan, and that was Beyond. 
and that was days before they released and announced the game. And it throws a wrench into a lot of people's plans, I'd say. Developers are, were not on board with the situation, and it just goes to show that, oh man, no matter what you do, there's always indecision and ineffectual guidance at every level, and it could plague something. So, Unfortunately, for gamers out there, Bioware dropped the ball on this one, and when I say Bioware, I just mean EA and Bioware together as a team were unable to effectively produce a product because of indecision, discrepancies, um, ineffectual leadership, all of the above, and poor planning, really. And uh, if you're looking for the article, go to Kotaku.com, how Bioware's anthem went wrong. It is a very, very long read, but also very insightful, and I believe that you'd, uh, you'd enjoy it. Definitely think you'd enjoy it. Agreed. Agreed. We do love Jason. He's just, he's so good. He's got a lot going for him, and he covered the gaming industry so well. All the big names, baby. All the big names. Yeah, wonderful writer. Uh, Really hope we can get him on the show one day to talk with him because it's a great journalist, and and I respect great journalists, so nothing really more to add there. Now, on to our next story, we have uh, Nintendo and uh, Amazon forming and releasing an v- extremely unlikely partnership. Uh, in this case, uh, Amazon being through Twitch as well. Uh, if you happen to be a Amazon Prime member up until September 24th, 2019, you can get a free year of Nintendo Switch Online. What? Wait, what? Is that real? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know this. Really? Well, yeah. It's a good thing. Dude, that's legit. You have uh, me. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Hold on. Hold on. This aggression will not stand, I man. A, I need a sound <laughs> clip, and I've got nothing here. So we're going to say. Do I just hit him all. Really I just hit him all. Know, Don't worry. Because it is a big oh. deal. That was was pretty good. That was the right one. Uh, Yeah, so you get 12 months free. Um, I forget what you get if you already have it signed up for the year. You get something, but I'm sure that I should know that. Regardless, what can you do? Uh, You can also get uh, a 30-day free trial and still be eligible for a three-month Nintendo Switch online membership. Uh, And so, um, you know... Pretty interesting deal, like, pretty random. Oh, it does make me think. Uh, is it called Nintendo Prime? If like, you know, when we covered uh, Apple Arcade, I had said that one of the studios or, or companies that was absent in partnership was Nintendo. I would not su- be surprised to see Nintendo coming out on Amazon's gaming service, whatever it may be. That's all I have. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. I wonder if it's called Nintendo Prime. They're joining the fray. But this reminds me, and this not reminds me. This kind of leads to this perfect segue. You know who else is joining the fray? These mofos be silently joining the fray. And we need to let you know, it relates to these mofos. Yeah, you hear that coin? That coin is, of course, about our company, Tencent. What up? Um, so, Tencent just released sneakily their beta version or their testing service for their cloud gaming service called Start. 
There you go. Yeah, there you, you go. That. There you go. I, I, it was just lingering to me because I didn't hear it on my end. It, it got caught. It got caught. Don't worry. It I checked. Got, so right, like, we're going to hear a shit ton of coins. But, Sweet. Whatever. Yeah, 10 cents in that dough. Is debuted Winter's so, over. And Tencent's coming. They're coming for the gaming industry. They're jumping on that bandwagon. As you know, Tencent kind of owns everything in China. They run the ship. Mobile gaming, just regular gaming, gaming in general, it's great. They own a whole bunch of companies that are biggest names in the U.S., like Blue Hole or like Epic Games and shit like that. And uh, guess what? They're going to be streaming. They're trying to do streaming in China, and they've debuted out in several regions in southern China. So you got Shanghai and southern China province of Guangdong. You can sign up for the test. You can get shit checked out. Why you always got to have an accent when it comes to Asian shit? (laughs) I hate you so much right now. You think you're so funny. Uh, I think it's racist. I think it's very racist. Guangdong, if you don't know. If you you don't know, you don't know. And if you do know. If you don't know, you don't know. But don't don't, don't listen to this guy. Don't listen to this banter. This guy's ridiculous. Um, I think there's nothing more to be said other than Tencent's making moves. They're testing it out. We obviously know that China is going to be their number one market. That doesn't surprise me, and they're joining the fray. You, so you have a new challenger. I wish I had that sound cue. I, I think Solo actually does. New challenger appears because it literally new challenger is appearing in the streaming industry, and Amazon, Google, Apple, Sony. Oh my God, Microsoft. Everyone's doing streaming, bro. It's happening. It's happening out there. Everyone's a Netflix of gaming. Everyone's winning. Exactly. Except for the fact there's only a dozen publishers, if not fewer, so everything relies on having deals with it. Regardless, we're not going to explain the math for the big companies. (laughs) You can pay us for that knowledge. Uh, Anywho, on to our next story. GameStop has uh, continued losing a ton of money. Not really surprising, but uh, basically the amount was a little bit bigger, so it lost... Uh, a little bit over half a billion dollars uh, over the past fiscal year. And the year before it had showed a $34 million increase in profit. And so more or less, it saw just an overall decrease in sales. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that only accelerate, especially with the way uh, consoles are going digital. You know, that sort of ties into Sony, as we covered last week, choosing to pull digital codes from third-party retailers. I suppose GameStop's like the last third-party gaming retailing chain in existence. But uh, I know they're going to undergo some changes in terms of converting what the GameStops are. I feel like they, it's a good comp. It has the opportunity to be more valuable than it is, but. Uh, remember when it was going bankrupt and they were trying to sell it? Yeah, I remember that. Right around yeah. the time that freaking Toys R Us died. So sad. You remember when they tried the to one, do man. a rental system based on all of the used games they had, and then they stopped it within 72 hours because they realized their computer systems couldn't handle it and would likely lead to every game they rent out being stolen? That was fun. It's good times. Well done. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> All right. Uh, next Bravo. story we got for you comes from people with fat fingering. I, hey, who said I was done? 
Who said I was done? Dude, you're 100 done. I'm cutting you off. Okay, you I'm just continue. You. you just continue. My last thing. What? You were eating cookies, man. What the fuck do you mean you're not done? Are you fucking kidding me? You just stop talking to eat cookies? Are you shitting? Get out of here. Let's call it dramatic time? pause. Yeah, clearly dramatic. Shout out to Girl Scouts. Thug life. There you go. That That's what we do. We shout out to, to Girl Scouts and do thug life. <laughs> yeah, facts. All right. Facts. The uh, the next story that I think is cool it comes from when I say people fat finger. I mean, details emerged when they definitely weren't supposed to. And so Valve has done a quick uh, 360, I guess you'd say, and make sure that they are put, published in full force. And when I say 360, I mean not 180. I mean literally 360. They published it, then they took it away, and then they decided to publish it again. So it's a 360 from the original. Uh, there isn't a new... New details have emerged about their next launch. It's called Valve Index, and it's going to launch June 15th. There's a teaser of what it was, and in case you're wondering, it is now a um, it's a VR set, actually. So the Steam Store actually showed multiple Steam Store pages with details of, I guess, the Steam's Valve Index and the VR rig, but it was missing details and had placeholder text, so it's kind of like all wonky in there. But they confirmed that... The Valve Index is going to come with headphones and will feature inside-out tracking, so the headset for VR doesn't necessarily need a base to follow your position as you're moving around and moving around the room and tilting your head, that kind of stuff. Minimum PC requirements for the system are dual-core processors, hyper-threading, 8 gigabytes of RAM, and at least a GeForce GTX 970 or Radon RX 480. So you're able to pick up this system as well as the optional base system and an optional pair of controllers on June 15th, I think it's fucking funny that this kind of got messed up on uh, April Fool's. So maybe it was a fat finger. Maybe it wasn't. But yeah, confirmed out. Be on the lookout if you want a new contender in the VR market. I think that's that's smart. But they got competition. PlayStation, Oculus Rift, XYZ. I don't know why I said XYZ. It's not an actual company. But yeah, they got competition, man. Let's see how well it turns out. Yeah. And now to wrap things up on a surprisingly quick, quick scope. We have PlayStation now offering refunds. And the refund purchase uh, for a lot of companies is going to come under a form of... I want to say critical analysis um, because of the fact that most game sales are moving to digital and with that the sales policy sort of changes so whereas if you bought a digital game sometimes it's very difficult to get a refund regardless of what the case is but in the case of a physical purchase if the game is still in its original packaging with I guess a receipt you can return it and then you know for and the receipt you know serves as proof of purchase um, or they have it in the system Uh, but regardless um, having the proof of purchase inherently involved in the fact that you recorded the purchase you have other statistics uh, that you're able to or uh, other 
metrics you're able to analyze. So in that case, uh, you know, just to clarify a bit what that refund policy is going to be, uh, the new cancellation policy, as they're calling it, which not really a cancellation policy, but <clears throat> customers can request a refund on any pre-ordered purchase up until release day, provided that you have not started downloading or streaming it, which I feel like it automatically starts downloading. Uh, yeah, that's, after that's the weird. release date, customers can still request a refund up to 14 days after payment was taken for the pre-order, provided that you have not started downloading or streaming the content to your device. I don't know how that works. Um, customers can request <laughs> refunds, however, on other purchases, including full games, downloadable content, themes, avatar, and season passes. Again, that's probably going to function as a means of how much time you played. I can vouch for that because I had that in the case of Overwatch once, where I returned it, where I bought it, and when I was trying to play initially, uh, so about a year and a half ago, before I discovered cloud gaming um, right. on the Mac through Parallels, and it was just like so bad that I was like, yo, can I return it? And he's like, how much time have you put on it? And I was like, like 16 minutes, it's literally unbearable. And he went mm -hmm. and he checked, and he's like, okay, I see it on your Blizz account. All right, we'll take it. I'm just going to put in a like a hold so if you ever figure that shit out you can just buy it again and I just figure it okay. out and I did buy that shit again so shout out to whoever that service person was because you made that cool um, <laughs> but that is a, a funny system because the wording <clears throat> of that uh, document will be used just because I how can it not start downloading it should just be do you launch the game if you digitally download a game you digitally fucking downloaded it you digitally you fucking digitally by nature. It, I think. I think it's the digital pre-orders maybe they were talking about. And it's like, oh, wait, I don't want to do that. But after the fact, once it's released, yeah, that's right. You're everyone right. has... pre-ordered. That was specifically on pre-order purchases. Right. But... What I mean is sometimes when you pre-order the games, you pre-order them so early that they don't allow you to download them why, yet. Why, so why in God's name would you pre-order a digital purchase? It's the you, same thing. It's just it's the you same get thing. Anything? You get anything? Physical copy. You know, it's not in Amazon. Do you but I'm get it? No, like legitimately. Do you get anything? Well, you, you can still get like additional add-ons. Like I pre-ordered stuff on the PlayStation Store. Oh, you only get like digital. You don't get anything like the physical shit that they give you if you no, order no, like no, like no. But like you get in-game items. You know how when so it's if like, I got like a deluxe version of Kingdom Hearts digital, right? Would yeah. I get the booklet or the book art no, thing? No, 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 no. Because every the Square Enix made a deal. Do they give you the option to do it distributors. or no? Yeah, Distri different distributors. No, no not no, the you, option. You, to... you can't buy like a deluxe version through digital. You can buy deluxe versions of digital games, but you only get digital in-game items, and that's the deal. You have to know what you're getting when you make that purchase. Whereas on Amazon, since you're getting a physical copy, if you are getting a physical copy, you so get you can get physical, physical and digital shit on top of and it. It's the same thing like when you go to GameStop and get your pre-order and you do the digital copy, you'll get a, a GameStop insignia and some other shit that's for the game instead of what you get from Amazon, instead of what you get from PlayStation. So they're all different because they have no, different no, no, no. because they have like collector's packs. Like they have like, you get just the game in the standard edition. You get the like fucking little metal canister when you get the deluxe edition. No, and like, I get that, so I get if, that. But well, I'm saying, I'm do saying they give you the option for certain no. games? No. no. No, so I can't. It to, yeah. It's only the physical versions that have the tier pricing, is what I'm saying. Is what I'm asking, rather. Is it? No. 
I think we're we're miscommunicating here. But we're talking about we're different types of games. On. I'm talking about a single. I'm talking about Kingdom Hearts as an example. I know other games do have it as yeah. you know continual payment mechanisms, but I'm talking about something like that as a one-off. Okay. I get what you're saying, and what I'm trying to tell you is that there is a deluxe digital version of Kingdom Hearts and a deluxe physical version of Kingdom Hearts, but they have different items with them. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The fuck for? <laughs> I was just trying to tell you. Every They have different distribution rights for the I different I think you're lying, Lilo. Producer, <laughs> we, mute this we man. We gaming podcast. I'm going to edit Trust your shit out. This, bro. I went on all the freaking pre-orders for, for Kingdom Hearts specifically. I went on all the different pre-orders. GameStop gave you different shit than Amazon, gave you different shit than if you bought it from SquareEnix.com, gave you different shit. Like, some of the stuff's the same. Yes, yeah, some of the stuff is definitely different per the distributor. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. You're wrong. Nope. With that, yeah. though, I think uh, we wrapped up our Quickscope. And we that Quickscope no is technically from the start of Quickscope to the end of Quickscope under 30 minutes. And I'm very proud of us. What do we got Definitely. now? How much time do we have left in our show? You got 45 seconds. Say something crazy. Soiree Ooh. Do Gaming, Eventbrite tickets. Check it out. It's going to be our first, like, not tournament. You know, we're going to have Microsoft coming out we got starbucks coming out what we got a few other big names coming through uh there will be a charitable element that we are going to announce uh you know at in at people like games instagram we'll be continually updating uh aesthetically what brands and shit we're doing um check it out support it bro let us and sisses and whatever the fuck you consider yourself Enjoy us. Come hang out with us. Be with us. Soiree with us. Soiree and, and appreciate uh, the gaming um, industry. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that, that's pretty much it, you know. And now uh, over to Lilo to take us home and add a little bit more because for once we are running on time. Not really on time. We're in a rush for no reason, but we're going to run over for like 30 seconds so Lilo can get in because I want to get this last <laughs> part out. Uh, no, no. Yo, we have a shit ton of stuff coming out for you. So if you think we're lacking on these episodes, we think we're taking it down. Now we want to keep them short and succinct. Yes, we ramble. That is the nature of the show. That's our rationalization. We are being lazy. We love it, but but the merchandise is going to be make up for it. It's going to make up for it. So we got and so many events. plans in the works. We got a new series comes out. We got new books being read. For more business reviews. cards being handed out business cards being made deals being done and emails being drafted <laughs> not sent just drafted <laughs> and, uh, faxes yeah. being questioned as to their utility be sure be sure to check out all the forms of social media that solo has already plugged on every episode that we have so that you can be aware of what we're doing in the future right and be sure to check out the PLG subreddit seriously sometimes it's even a surprise to me all right Whatever. I was going to say, check out the social media because sometimes even it's a surprise to me. I'm like, oh shit, we're doing that? Oh, word. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, oh word. Man, I forgot that. Uh, with that being said, appreciate you listening to this episode on the week of the 4th, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Adios. And sorry for being a day late, but one of us. I forget so the rest. That's all. Later.